Welcome to the Every Nation Rosebank podcast. We love God, love people, and love our city. For more information about our church, visit everynationrosebank.org. Hello and welcome to Church Online. It is my joy and my privilege to share the message that God has on his heart for you and I today. We are in the midst of our Fire and Ashes series And today we're going to talk about how we move through the ashes of loss without losing our faith or our hope in God. This is an important topic for you and I as believers because it is often in the places of loss as we encounter and move through them that our faith is at its most vulnerable. And if we fail to safeguard our faith, we might even experience a shipwreck of faith when we meet and process different losses we will encounter in this life. And our faith is a key because it unlocks the provision that God has made available to you and I through Jesus Christ for when we will meet loss, for when we need to move through loss. But to do this, you and I need to learn how to safeguard our faith. And we have to have the right framework in order to safeguard that faith. So let's pray. Father, we thank you that your word is life and it transforms us. We pray that as we hear the word you have for us today, that you would prepare our hearts to receive it, and that we would make room for your Holy Spirit to help us change so that we can safeguard our faith for the purposes of moving through the ashes of loss. We ask it in Jesus' name. So how do you and I equip and prepare our faith to process loss? Three quick things. The first one, we need the right perspective. In truth, faith is often a struggle for us in the place of loss because we tend to view it through a faith-eroding perspective. And through this lens, we don't know how to reconcile the pain, the suffering that we're going through with the loving God we know him to be. But there are two ways to look at loss in this life. We can look at loss through the faith eroding perspective, which I call the lens of the world. And looking at loss through the lens of the world, it often ascribes God as the author of loss. And it often wants to lay the blame for the loss you and I will encounter here in this life at his feet. It's a lens that wants to portray our good God as a God that puts his children through pain and suffering and doesn't care about what they are going through. But our God is a good God. Jesus said in Luke 18 verse 19, no one is good except God alone. And he takes no pleasure in our pain or our suffering. 
quite the contrary. He has ascribed unsurpassable worth to you and I. We are so precious to him that he came to earth and he died for us. No, God is a good God. Loss is the calling card of God's enemy. Listen to what John 10 verse 10 says. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. You see, the lens of the world, a faith eroding perspective, would have you believe that the work of God's enemy is God's work. And it is not true. This is a convenient lie in the arsenal of the enemy. And he has been using it from the beginning of time in his efforts to tarnish the true image of who God is. The lens of the world is also quick to explain the unexplainable. The lens of the world wants to have an answer for everything. It wants to be able to label events and things that it cannot explain. And this leads us to come up with many wild and fanciful ideas and notions superstitions and fallacies about who God is and why things are happening to us. This faith-eroding perspective is in complete opposition to the faith-building perspective, which is the lens of God. And looking at loss through the lens of God will help you and I build our faith. It's a lens of eternal perspective. It looks past the now, past this life, and it looks to the bigger picture, which we find described in Isaiah 55 verse 89. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You see, in contrast to the lens of the world, the lens of the eternal perspective recognizes that you and I can see only in part. And we accept that there's a bigger picture. We accept that there are going to be things that we are not going to be able to explain or attach a label to or give a reason for. And instead of trying to do that, when we look through the eternal perspective, we are at peace. We are at rest knowing that our Father is good. He cares for us. We have unsurpassable worth in His eye. And He's always near to us. You see, through this lens of God, we can set our eyes on something that we know for sure. And that is Jesus Christ and him crucified. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 2, Paul says, For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. He's saying, this is one thing you and I can be certain of in a world of uncertainty. And Paul had a very interesting perspective on loss. We find it in Philippians 3 from verse 7. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. 
Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God that depends on faith. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. But in order to understand what Paul is getting at it here, you and I must also first recognize that there's two ways to define gain. Again, through the lens of the world, we see gain as acquiring things, ownership, possessions, positions, and it tends to orient towards self-preservation. But Jesus says in Mark verse 8, sorry, Mark chapter 8, verse 34. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? You see, the lens of this world defines gain as, as visible and tangible things. But in Matthew 6 verse 19, Jesus speaks of another type of gain. He says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The gain Jesus is pointing us to is invisible, and it's intangible. And it's for a future time, a time when his kingdom comes in its fullness. And in contrast to the self-preserving orientation. It is selfless in its orientation. And Jesus says to us, pursue and prioritize this gain and be actively storing it up while you live here on earth for yourselves, for eternity. Paul had a powerful revelation of this truth and it changed forever the way he viewed loss and gain while living here on earth. He began to process loss and gain with an internal perspective. And it was something like this. If this rope could represent the measure of eternity, which it cannot, but for purposes of our illustration, let's say that this rope measures the span of eternity. Let's see. It goes on and on and on and on and on without end. And if this represents the span of eternity, then this red section is our lifetime here on earth. 
And in contrast to eternity, it's a mere fragment of time. Paul began to view his life here on earth through this lens. He saw that everything he had to go through here in life, the losses he would incur, the difficulties, the hardships, he began to view them in the context of eternity. And you and I need to learn how to do that too. This is why Paul could say in Philippians 3, for his sake I have suffered the loss of all things. Paul doesn't say just some things, things now and again. He says all things. And I count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. He had an eternal perspective. We equip our faith to encounter and move through loss with a faith-building perspective, looking through the lens of God. And when we start looking at life through this lens of God, we notice some things. And we learn to expect the unexpected which is my second point. You see, you and I are great planners. We plan everything. We plan for the now. We plan for the future. We're making plans all day, every day. And we tend to plan according to our hope and expectation for good things to happen. We don't plan for bad things to happen. And yet we know that bad things happen to all of us. We don't plan for the unexpected and unanticipated events of life. And that's why when we encounter these things, we are often left reeling, reacting with indignation as how, how dare this happen to me? How dare I meet this bad situation? But as we gaze through the lens of God, with a different perspective. We know that life on this world is temporary. Everything about this world you and I live on today, the Bible says is temporary. 2 Corinthians 4.18, so we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are unseen. For the things which are visible are temporal, just brief and fleeting, but the things which are invisible are everlasting and imperishable. The very definition of the word temporary means it's not always going to be there. So that means we can expect loss. So whatever you think you have gained in this world is subject to this world, which is temporary and likely to be lost. Besides that, Jesus told us to expect much trouble. In John 16, verse 33, he says, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. You see, the God of this world, which is the devil, has designed the systems of this world to ensure that you and I encounter loss and many of them. 
He has come to steal and kill and destroy. That's his calling card. So whenever you and I encounter loss, we need to remember whose name is on the calling card. Add the consequences of sin, which is death, and we have more loss. So it's not a matter of if you and I are going to meet and encounter loss in this life. It's a matter of when. The very fact that you and I are alive and we are living today means that we need to expect the unanticipated and unexpected events to meet our lives. And when we recognize that, we know that it's not because God has abandoned us, but because we live in a fallen world. It is what it is because we live here. And when we prepare our faith to expect the unexpected, we come to realize that our victory is not found in the absence of adversity. Because life changes on all of us. It's temporary. It's going to keep changing. Rather, our victory is found in Jesus Christ, irrespective of the changes we will meet as we live life here on earth. And when we prepare our faith, to expect the unexpected. You and I will start to approach this life differently the way Paul did. And we will begin to view life as a series of transitions. That's my point number three. Because of the temporary nature of this world, life is a series of transitions. We are going to go through many endings and many beginnings because life here is continually changing. And between every ending and every beginning is a season of transition. Life is a continual series of transitions. And if you and I are gonna come unglued in our faith and in our soul, every time we meet an ending, a transition and a beginning, we are gonna sink in a sea of hopelessness and despair. And we are most likely going to suffer and struggle in our walk of faith with God. But you and I can prepare ourselves for smoother transitions when we view life as a series of transitions. And we do this by living a pot plant life in this temporary world. You see, this pot plant can be easily moved from one place to another. Its root system is contained in this portable container. It's designed to be planted in a way that it can, can transition from one location to another with minimal upset. And it will keep growing if you feed it with the source of life it will keep growing and flourishing no matter where you place it. Compare that to a tree, which when it puts its roots down, is really difficult to uproot. It's really difficult to transport it, to replant it. Its root system suffers tremendous stress and strain, upheaval, trauma, Jesus demonstrated living a pot plant life 
here on earth in this temporary world. He knew it's temporary. And he had set his eyes on the eternal, what is imperishable, permanent, God alone. He didn't plant himself as a tree in this world. He moved as a pot plant in this world system, drawing life from God and flourishing despite the circumstances of this temporary environment. Jesus rooted himself in the one who is forever, God. And Paul followed his example. Paul says in Philippians 1.21, For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. This sounds like a pot plant life being lived here on earth by the Apostle Paul. You and I need to learn how not to live a tree life here on earth. Nothing here is permanent. Nothing. We will have a smoother ride through the many transitions we will encounter here, the endings and the beginnings, this changing environment when we do. But while we work to live a pot plant life here on earth, there is one place we must live a tree life. And that is a tree life planted in Christ. There we can plant our roots and sink them deep in permanence in the soil of gain and life. Colossians 2 verse 67 says, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. When we are rooted and built up in him, we are established in our faith. When we're rooted in Christ, our roots are immovable. That's the one area that cannot be shaken in our lives. It means we hold on tight to what is permanent and expect much to change while we live here on earth in our circumstances and situations in this temporary world. Jeremiah 17 verse 7 to 8 says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruit. We need to live a tree life rooted in Christ. Processing loss with our faith intact is not about getting over it. It's about adjusting to the way things are now after we have been through a transition. From one ending to another beginning. Now, endings are tough. They're not easy. They hurt. It is painful. Loss, when we encounter it and when we move through it, is never easy. It is going to hurt. But it's okay to mourn. Mourning loss is not a lack of faith. Rather, it's an act of faith. 
Jesus said in Matthew 5 verse 4, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. It's an act of faith for you and I to receive the comfort of God as we mourn and move through the pain of loss. If you read through the ministry of Jesus, you will see many, many times where he was moved deeply with compassion for his people, where he wept. We have a Lord and Savior that identifies with our pain and he cares and he's with us. And transitions are difficult. And we're going to be going through many while we live here on earth because of this changing landscape. So we process loss and we move through these transitions in community. We need each other. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 to 11 says, Blessed, gratefully praised and adored be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of of all comfort. God wants you and I to know him as the God of all comfort, who comforts and encourages us in every trouble. God is encouraging us, comforting us in every trouble, so that we will be able to comfort and encourage those who are in any kind of trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. This is a ministry of his spirit to one another. God has called us to receive comfort in him and then to share the comfort and encouragement we've had moving through loss with others. We process loss in community. We move through transition periods in community. Romans 12.15 says, Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. This is a ministry of his love to one another. So let me close. Processing loss without losing our faith or our hope in God is first a matter of perspective and adopting a faith-building perspective by looking at this life and the changes we will go through, through the lens of God. Second, it's a matter of preparation. Expecting the unexpected, because the unexpected here, while we live on earth, is guaranteed. You and I are going to meet loss, and we're going to have to move through it. And third, it is a matter of, of adjustments, setting ourselves up for smoother transitions through the many endings and beginnings we will encounter by living a pot plant life in this temporary world and a tree life rooted in Christ. And we can do this because there's a calling card that trumps the calling card of God's enemy. And on the calling card of Jesus Christ is written restoration, recovery, and resurrection life. I trust that 
you received some help with how we can move forward and process loss without losing our faith and our hope in God. Let me pray for you. Father, I ask that you would help us to gain the right perspective on loss and gain. That you would help us to fix our eyes on you, on that which is permanent and imperishable rather than temporary and perishable. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to use our faith to access your comfort, particularly for those who are experiencing loss right now and moving through a difficult ending and transition. I pray that you would wrap us, Lord, in your loving and comforting arms. Give us the revelation we need from the things you've shared with us today to change the way we encounter and move through loss. In Jesus' name. And if you are joining us today and you have not made the Lord Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, but you find yourself struggling with all these endings, beginnings, and transitions you have met in this life, I want to invite you Access the God of all comfort. I want to invite you to take the first step towards gaining an eternal perspective which will give you hope and help you to move through the ashes of this broken world. Receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if you want to make this decision or you've made this decision today, please contact the number that is up on the screen so we can pray with you and welcome you into this wonderful family of believers. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day. What an incredible time of worship. What an incredible word from Chantal to remind us that God is with us even when we go through loss to give us perspective even when we go through challenging times, to remember that God is with us and He is working in us. He is doing a deep work in us through it all. So I want to pray for us today and say, may God continue to do a deep work in us even as we get ready for the December break as we get ready for Christmas celebrations we know that Christmas remains the wonderful time of the year despite a year that we've had so let us pray together Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your strength. I thank you that you are with us through it all. Lord, we know that a number of people have lost loved ones this year. We know that a number of us, Father God, have gone through a painful moment through the course of this year. But one thing for sure is you are with us even when we go through the fire. Lord, you keep your promises. And for that, we are grateful. We speak a blessing upon each and every person that's joined us today and who continues to fellowship with us through this platform. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.